Welcome to Recloseted Radio, the top-rated podcast for slow fashion founders. Whether you're thinking about launching a slow fashion brand, scaling an existing sustainable apparel company, or looking to make a brand more environmentally friendly, we have you covered. I'm your host, Selena Ho, and each week I'm sharing my proven strategies or interviewing industry experts. Without any further ado, let's get started. I am really excited about today's episode because I am going to share my story about how I built and self-funded recloseted through side hustling and then give you tips on how you can do the same thing if you choose to do so with your sustainable fashion brand. Before we get into it though, friendly reminder to subscribe to Recloseted Radio if you haven't already so new episodes are automatically downloaded. This helps our podcast get discovered and then we can help even more brands in our mission to right the harmful fashion industry. Thanks for subscribing and now that you're subscribed, let's dive into today's episode. One of the golden questions when you're starting a brand or a company or just your entrepreneurial journey in general is how you're going to fund it or how you're going to come up with the money to support this venture. And if you guys are interested, I can talk about funding mechanisms in a separate episode. But a common way people tend to fund their business is through self-funding, either through their own savings and or working another job. That's why it's called self-funding, because you are funding it yourself, which sounds pretty intuitive. If you're super fortunate and you have, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in your savings that you are okay and willing to put towards your business, then you can probably skip through this episode because I'm going to cover more so on the side where you don't have that and you're going to be working for it. However, if you're thinking of getting a full-time job or a part-time job to supplement your income or you just don't want to dip into your savings too much, then listen up because this episode is going to be for you. Through my work with clients and our Conscious Label Launcher participants, which, you know, CLL is our program that launches sustainable fashion brands, I would say that self-funding comprises of about 50% of the brands and clients that we've worked with that are starting out. It's quite a common funding mechanism nowadays, so I really did want to dedicate an entire podcast episode to it and give you the details on the pros and cons of self-funding how you can go about it if you choose to do so, how to do it successfully, as well as some of my own personal stories to just really round out the whole episode. So let's get into it and kicking things off with the pros and cons. I think that if you still don't know what funding mechanism you want to go about, it can be really helpful to hear the pros and cons. So here we go. The pros of self-funding is that generally you don't need to be stressed about money as much because you're either getting a paycheck from your part-time job or your full-time job and just that constant worry and anxiety about, you know, if you can pay rent or if you can pay your contractors or if you can buy materials, generally that stress goes away, which is nice. And then alongside that, it can be comforting to know that you do have a bit of a safety net or a cushion there for you, just in case things do take a little bit longer for your business to get off the ground, or just in case something does happen. And with that safety net and cushion, I have seen that it does allow some founders to be more creative, 
take more risks with running their business, knowing that their revenue or their income isn't all in one basket or, you know, their eggs aren't all in one basket. And this approach does tend to make it a little bit easier for more risk averse people to sleep at night because, again, like it's not like all of your eggs are in one basket. You know that even if your business takes a little bit longer to get off the ground, you do have that income and yeah, it can just be comforting. On the flip side though, so the cons, you are likely going to be strapped for time and I will definitely talk about that in some of my personal stories. So your time's going to be really, really valuable, right? Because you're going to be working at a part-time or a full-time job. Plus, you're going to be wanting to juggle your business and having enough time to build it up. Plus, you may still want to be seeing friends and family members. And then on top of that, you need to make time for yourself as well. So time is going to become really, really valuable and precious to you. Building on top of that time piece, you're also likely going to be really stressed out. You're going to be really overwhelmed and you may also experience burnout a few times. And that is definitely something that I have talked about before on Recloseted Radio and I've been very candid about. But that's just the reality of the situation, right? Like when you are juggling so many things, overwhelm and stress can happen. However, it does not have to be a guarantee and it does not have to be the normal. Like I've talked about in other episodes how you can take care of yourself. Like episode 47, I highly recommend you go listen to it if you haven't already. But yeah, like it it can happen though. We obviously don't want that to happen and there's things you can put in place. But that is definitely a con that I wanted to bring up. Another con of side hustling is that you may not be able to grow your business as fast as you'd like because your time is not 110% dedicated to your business. And that makes sense, right? Like you don't have all the time in the world and the energy to be able to go full force in your business because your time is spread, right? You're potentially working a part-time or a full-time job. That's going to take some of your time and energy. And then when you're working on your business, you might not have all of the energy in the battery pack, if you will, or you may not also have all the time in the world to be able to spend to it. However, that being said, there are ways you can be more productive and efficient when you are working on your business. So yeah, that uh, I mean, that's stuff we talk about with our clients, that's things that I have learned firsthand about how to be like super productive and efficient. But the reality of the situation is that the growth of your business when you're side hustling may be hindered. And then lastly, some other cons are that you might have some mental mindset roadblocks that might occur. And this is stuff that I have kind of battled with and I'm still battling with. Like I have talked about in our recloseted Q4 behind the scenes episode in episode 51, the fact that I'm working with a mindset coach right now because I think mindset is so important to master, especially when you're leveling up and growing your company. So, I mean, it's still stuff I'm trying to go through, but I do recognize that there are some mental mindset roadblocks that might occur because you are side hustling. But, you know, granted, like with any other funding mechanism, I do think that even if you borrow money from your friends or your family, like there might be some mindset things coming up. Or if you borrow from the bank or if you get investors on board or even if you do crowdfunding, like there's stuff that might come up. But I did want to bring this up. So that was a quick overview of the pros and cons to side hustling. And don't get me wrong, like there's pros and cons to every single funding mechanism. 
I mean, like I can talk more about it in other episodes if you guys are interested. But for example, if you decided to do crowdfunding or the pre-sales route, you might be really stressed about getting enough orders or, you know, making the orders in time if you did decide to go that route. Alternatively, if you borrowed money from family and friends, you might be equally as stressed out because you might be really concerned about the fact that you kind of put your loved ones at risk a little bit and you might be really worried about when you can pay that money back and there's just that pressure with you. The point though is that everyone's financial and risk tolerance is different and everyone's financial situation is also unique. So you just need to choose what makes the most sense for you and your business. And then a call out is that you don't have to choose just one funding mechanism. You can combine a bunch of them. This is something I always tell our CLL participants because they sometimes stress out about what they should be doing and how they should be funding their business. And it's like you can self-fund it with a part-time job or with your savings. And you can also borrow from the bank or borrow from your loved ones if you need some more. Like there, you don't just have to pick one and stick to it. You can pick and choose depending on how much money you need and then what your situation is. There's not just one right way to do this. There's a bunch depending on your situation. But again, in this podcast episode, I'm really going to concentrate on self-funding because it is quite common, like I talked about at the beginning of the episode, where we've seen about 50% of our clients and the brands we've worked with go this route. And then I personally have done it myself with Recloseted, so I just felt compelled to dedicate an entire episode to it. And I have a lot to say on the matter, so that's why we're doing this. But if you guys want me to talk about other ones, just let me know in the DMs at Recloseted or shoot us an email at hey at recloseted.com. Now that you know the pros and cons to side hustling, I'm going to outline how you can go about it to be the most successful you can be in side hustling. Because I did it for a couple of years with Recloseted and I definitely learned a bunch along the way. So I want to share those tips and tricks with you. But before we get into it, I did want to let you guys know if you haven't heard already because we've been talking about it on the podcast for a bit now, but this holiday season, we are offering recloseted gift cards for the first time ever and I am so excited because you can redeem it towards any of our products. If you are new here, we are a slow fashion consulting agency. We only work with sustainable fashion brands and we do so via our Conscious Label Launcher Program or CLL which I have talked about a little bit throughout this episode, but that's our program that launches sustainable fashion brands. We also have a program called the Conscious Apparel Accelerator that scales sustainable fashion brands. And then beyond those online comprehensive programs, we also offer one-on-one consulting services. And we do that in business consulting, sustainability consulting, and design consulting. We really position ourselves as a one-stop shop for sustainable fashion brands. And if you need any help with your business, I highly recommend you take advantage of this opportunity and ask your loved ones for a gift card towards services to improve your brand this season. So if you want to get more information and purchase a gift card, simply go to www.recloseted.com gift or click the link in the show notes below. If you have any questions or you want us to drop a hint to someone, feel free to email us. Again, our email is hey at recloseted.com. We hope that you and your loved ones have an amazing holiday season and stay safe and stay happy. Okay, so let's get into the side hustle tips. 
The first one is that if you need to be getting a job, I generally recommend some sort of full-time or part-time job that you can create boundaries with regarding your time and your workload. For example, like if you're going to be getting an investment banking job or an on-call nurse job, I would generally recommend against that if possible because those type of jobs require a lot of hours. But on top of that, it's really random working hours, which makes it really hard to plan out when you can work on your business and makes you also really stressed out about just that ambiguity. So I would say that is more difficult. But if you can work a nine to five where it's like you work from maybe eight to five or maybe nine to six and your hours are really set and you can be really good about boundaries and you can also say that, you know, you don't work after five or you don't work on weekends, then that can be great because you can block that time off to work on your business. And that's what I did. I worked a nine to five, but I was really good with my boundaries. And it was also really efficient during that nine to five period. Like I got all of my work done. I was super productive. And I also was still able to kill it at work. Like during that nine to five period, I would put my head down. I would get all of my work done. I would show up at meetings really engaged and listen and perform at my best during the nine to five period and go all out. And then I would go home and then work on recloseted in the evenings and on the weekends as well. And if you can get a quote-unquote office job that will allow you to work and gain learning experience for your business, that's an added bonus. That's what happened in my case. So I was in a marketing role, and although the company wasn't in the fashion industry space, I still gained a lot of experience about how big public companies work. I learned how to lead and motivate people. I learned how to manage really high impact projects. I learned how to manage like multi-million dollar budgets. I also learned how to lead like really important executive meetings, etc. So like all of these skills that don't at the time seem like they're super relevant to my business, like in the end, like all of those soft skills and all of those things that don't necessarily seem directly related because it's not in the same fashion industry at the end of the day, has helped me become such a good entrepreneur and leader because I've transferred a lot of those skills over now to be able to be a better consultant for my clients, a better leader for my team, and an overall better entrepreneur. And if you aren't able to get an office job or you just don't want an office job, I also had a couple ideas for you as well. So one of the things you could look into is something like bartending or waitressing, just because you'll have set hours You get tips, which is great, and there's no take-home work that you need to work on, which means that when you're off and you're not on shift, you can just work on your business. Alternatively, another idea is that if you're a creative and you have a fashion design background or you're a graphic designer or you're able to sew, then I highly recommend you freelance. One of our CLL participants right now is doing freelance tech packs and freelance designing for other brands. And she's doing really well because it's high paying. It's hours based based on how much she is doing, right? Because she started charging like a certain amount per hour. And then she's also getting experience that will directly help her brand. Because right now she's working with a lot of different brands and she's helping them do their tech packs and their designing. And that also helps her become a better designer. 
and also helps her just like look at different styles and then she can also like bring that back to her own brand and just like approach that in a different way too. So those were some tips on how you can approach side hustling and just around what kind of role you want to really be doing with your business. I highly recommend you think really carefully about what kind of part-time and full-time job you're going to get. So again, think about the fact that you want to be able to set boundaries regarding your time and the fact that you're not going to work after hours because you need that time to work on your business. And then you also may want to think about you know, the time you're not spending on your business, can you also indirectly be working on your business by sharpening up some of your soft skills as an entrepreneur or improving your design skills, right? Like think about that as well. And then mindset tips. So this is something that candidly I am still working through. However, there are things that I have realized over the past couple years that have been really helpful for me. So I wanted to share with you And then I I said before in episode 51 where I did that recloseted behind the scene for Q4, if you guys want me to talk more about mindset and or get my mindset coach on to recloseted radio so we can do an interview and a candid conversation, let me know in the DMs at recloseted and we can make it happen if it's something you guys are interested in. Okay, so the first thing I wanted to talk about is that if you just have friends that work a corporate job or a nine to five job, They will likely be supportive of your business. And if they aren't, then you need to get new friends. But likely they're going to be super supportive of your business and be super jazzed for you. But the thing I have realized is that people that work a nine to five job and corporate job, they tend to not truly understand what is going on. And that's the same case with your family members or even people that are really close to you and your relationships. Because if you don't actually go through it, you can't fully understand how difficult starting a business can be, how emotional the roller coaster of entrepreneurship can be. And because it can feel like, you know, you have all these people around you that are super supportive, but they don't truly understand it, it can be really lonely for you. And that definitely was the case for me because I know that. All of my family members, my partner, and a lot of my close friends were super, super supportive of me and loved what I was doing, but none of them had really started their own business or done anything like this before, and they couldn't really truly relate when I was like upset about something or super excited about something. Like I just felt like there wasn't that level of understanding, and so what I ended up doing was seeking out mentors that started their own business and I could really look up to and aspire to be. And then I also, at the same time too, sought out more entrepreneurial friends. I started a mastermind slash accountability group of people that also were going through this journey. And then that way, like you guys can talk about the same things. I kind of joke, it's kind of like, you know, when you are at a nine to five job and you have your friends from work or your colleagues, and then you guys just like have water cooler talk or you bitch about your boss or you bitch about the work you're doing. Not that I'm like condoning bitching about your boss and the work you're doing, but I'm just saying like when you're in a job, you, it's really, really nice to have that support network around you with people that are like doing similar work to you or have done the same things as you or maybe working on the same projects as you. Like it's the exact same concept with entrepreneurship, right? Except in entrepreneurship, when you're starting out, typically it is just the founder I mean, if you're in a case where you have a co-founder, then you are lucky because that's typically less lonely. But if you're just starting out yourself and you have just you and you're the solo founder, 
then that's the situation where you need to be seeking out a network and really building that support system. And another tip that I wanted to talk about is one that my mentor actually told me about a year ago into my business. And she was just saying that I should start shifting my thinking from being recloseted or your current business being your side hustle to your part-time job or your full-time job being your side hustle. And that might be kind of confusing, but you know how when you work a nine to five or you have a part-time job or whatever, and someone asks you what you do, and you kind of lead with the fact that you work at this nine to five, and then on the side, you're trying to build this fashion brand, or on the side, in my case, I was being recloseted. However, my mentor was saying that I should reframe that and really lead with the fact that I'm building this business, I'm building this consulting agency, that's what I do. And then on the side, I also work this nine to five or on the side, you also work this part time job. And that shift is so powerful, right? Because then you can start to really prioritize in your head your business and that will come first. And then I also personally just looked at my nine to five as an extension of recloseted because like I was just talking about, I was getting all of these soft skills. I was getting funding to put into recloseted. And so I just saw this whole thing as working on Recloseted and it was just like an extension of my business. Building on top of that, when people ask you what you do, I want you to experiment and start telling them first and foremost, if you don't already, that you own a sustainable clothing brand or a sustainable accessories brand, like whatever it is. I want you to lead with that and be proud of what you're doing. And then maybe like not talk about your nine to five or talk about your nine to five secondly, right? Like I think that's so powerful. And if you're not already doing that, I would highly encourage you to do that and see what comes up. The other thing that you may see come up when you're at a part-time job or you're nine to five is that you might just really hate that time that you're at your part-time job or your full-time job. I remember maybe like six months into me starting Recloseted, that really was the case for me because in my full-time job, I had kind of maxed out my learning and I just really wasn't getting as much out of it anymore. And I just felt like I was just like dying in this cubicle, (laughs) which is very melodramatic of me. But like, I literally just felt like I was rotting away in this cubicle. I didn't know why I was there and I really just wanted to be working on Recloseted. I would also get the Sunday scaries. And for those of you that don't know what that is, essentially Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening, like clockwork, I would get super anxious and super unmotivated and be so dreadful that the next day would be Monday and I would have to start another work week. And for any of you that have gotten the Sunday scaries before, I totally feel you. I totally hear you. And I think I was able to just kind of like transition out of that rough state by really just meditating a lot and really being grateful for my situation because, you know, I was at this nine to five where I could support myself. I could also invest into my business. I was also learning things that would help me become a better entrepreneur, a better leader, all those things I talked about. But the shift didn't happen overnight. Like I had to do gratitude lists. I did morning pages and got like all that negativity out. And then also I recognized that my situation at my nine to five just wasn't exciting for me anymore and I wasn't learning like I was just talking about. And I'm someone that's like super curious and I love to learn new things. So I sought out a change. I went to a different team and I changed roles and that just made my nine to five life so much better because I was learning again and I was happy. So even if you're in a nine to five or a part-time job, 
try to make the most out of the situation. And you f- if you feel like you're in a role where you're just like rotting away in the cubicle and you're getting those Sunday scaries, see if you can make a change. Like, can you switch roles? Can you ask for different projects? Can you switch to a different team? Like, make the changes you need to be in an environment and a setting that makes you happy. And then at the same time, you really want to make sure you're taking care of yourself as well. So you want to be meditating if you're able to meditate. You want to potentially do gratitude lists and you want to potentially do morning pages or some sort of exercise where you're able to just like word vomit at the beginning of every day and just get everything out. Another thing I really recommend you do is to just like believe in yourself, which sounds so cheesy and so intuitive and so like duh kind of thing. But you really need to believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, who will, right? Like you at the end of the day need to be your own biggest cheerleader. You need to be your own biggest advocate. And in times where, especially if you're a solopreneur, Um, And even in the case where you have like two co-founders, like you guys got to believe in yourselves. You guys got to believe and cheer on each other. And you need to know your why, which is something I talk about all the time on this podcast episode, all the time on our Instagram and in our emails and to my clients. Like you need to know your why about why you're in business, why you're doing this, because things will inevitably be tough and you need to come back to the side about like why you're doing this. And I sent this to our email newsletter subscribers, I think about like a month and a half ago about knowing your why. But in that email, I was telling everyone to write down your why on a post-it note, stick it on your computer, stick it on your wall, stick it on your office desk, wherever you are the most. And every time you have a break or every time things are difficult or even when things are great, look at it and remember why you're doing this. And the last thing I really wanted to talk about is time. It is something that I get asked a lot about like how I'm able to do so many things. And then I know there's people that you might know or might look up to where you just think to yourself like, how are they able to do all these things and how are they able to do this? And for me, like a prime example of that is Beyonce, right? Like Beyonce has 24 hours in a day too, guys. Like if she can do all the stuff she does, then so can we. And in my couple years of side hustling, I definitely have learned a thing or two about productivity. And I think at the end of the day, that hustle culture is very glamorized right now. And I want to be really careful and caring when I say this, that you need to carefully evaluate every single thing you're doing. And remember that like not all work is equal. And also you do not need to be busy for the sake of being busy. So let me break that down a little bit. In episode 51, I was talking about the work that I was doing with my mindset coach right now. And then one of the things she got me to do was to write out a list of my energy boosters and my energy drainers. And I highly recommend you do that as well because not all work is equal. And what is easy and really great for me may not be easy and great for you and vice versa, right? So you really need to make sure you understand you yourself as an entrepreneur, like what do you love to do? What really drives you? What gives you more energy? And then on the flip side, what really drains you? What do you like hate to do? And yeah, make sure you go back and listen to episode 51 if you want more info on this exercise. So just remember that not all work is equal. And then for work that you don't like to do or you're not good at or just drains you and sucks the life out of you, I always recommend you outsource it and give it to someone else if it needs to be done. So delegating and deleting is definitely something I recommend. 
especially if you're side hustling and especially if your time is limited. You cannot be doing everything under the sun, so you need to be delegating things that you're not good at or you don't like to do. And then for things that don't really need to be done, you delete it because at the end of the day, no one has time for things that are just unnecessary and you do not want to work for the sake of working or you do not want to work to be busy. A mistake I made when I was in my first six to eight months at Recloseted was I just like treated all work as equal and I would honestly be so busy. But then half the time when I was looking back, a lot of those tasks did not need to be done and they really just didn't move the needle in my business at all. And quite frankly, like I was just doing work because I felt like I needed to be busy and I felt like every single hour had to be super productive. And it doesn't need to be like that, right? Like you need to evaluate what you're working on. So delegating and deleting has been so great for me. And another thing around time is the fact that everyone does only have 24 hours in a day. So if you're able to really do things to make you more productive, such as batching, like batching content, batching days you have meetings, or batching days where you just have uninterrupted hours of work that you can get done, that can be so helpful for you because there's nothing worse than having one of those days where you know you have like three things you got to get done, but you have to somehow get through all of these meetings. And maybe you have five meetings you need to go through. And honestly, like you could not be in any of these meetings. And then also at the end of the day, you also know that you have a lot of personal stuff to do too, right? Like you need to be able to manage your schedule in a way that maybe like Monday and Wednesdays are meeting days and you be really choosy with meetings you show up with because again, your time is so valuable. And then maybe Tuesday, Thursday, Fridays are your days where it's like blank and you get to work on things or you get to really just like strategize because you also need time to work on your business and not just in your business. The last thing I want to say around this time piece is that you really though do need to take care of yourself. Like again, go back to episode 47 and listen to how I've structured my mornings and my evenings to be able to support myself and support this kind of lifestyle. And I highly recommend you implement those things too because you need to take care of yourself. You are probably the most valuable asset in your business, right? Like especially if you're a solopreneur or especially if it's just you and a small team. Like you need to make sure that you are healthy and you're doing well. So you need to take care of yourself. And that might look like, you know, meditation. That might look like not working as much or setting boundaries for your side hustle too, right? Like maybe you stop working after nine or eight and you don't work all the way until like 2 a.m., which to be frank, like I did do sometimes, which is insane looking back on it. But, you know, like sometimes you do got to do that. But if you are doing things like that, just make sure that maybe on the weekend you really get to sleep and you really get to take care of yourself. It's all about balance at the end of the day. So make sure you're taking care of yourself, but you know, with everything on your plate, see if you can delegate, see if you can delete, and then also really assess like, are you actually moving the needle in your business or are you just working to work or working to be busy? And then the last thing I wanted to leave you with is that I, I don't know why I felt this way and I think it's still kind of like a limiting belief or something I'm working on, but you know, I sometimes felt like because I had a side hustle, I wasn't a quote unquote true entrepreneur because I feel like in a lot of successful entrepreneur or founder stories, it's like they quit their job and they decided to do this idea or 
they graduated from college or university and they just decided to pursue this job and not take any like full-time offers. And I think that's not every single success story. And I think it's okay to build your business with a side hustle. Like just because you're building your business and you have another job doesn't mean that you're a fake entrepreneur. If anything, I think it makes you as credible, if not more credible, because you are doing so much and you're being so efficient and you're being really smart with how you're funding your business, right? So I just wanted to say that because I think when I was first starting out, it would be kind of weird and I kind of did feel like a phony entrepreneur. So if any of you feel the same way, I just wanted to say that to you. And then the other thing I wanted to say that, you know, I've noticed that a lot of successful entrepreneurs and people I look up to don't just have one job, right? Like they don't just have that one company or that one product or that one service that they're known for. A lot of them have started with that one company and then go on, have gone on and started numerous other things. Like they invest in real estate or they open up a restaurant or they start a stationary line. Like you don't just have to have one job. And in true entrepreneur fashion, like if you're curious about something, you may want to start something else. Or um, for people that want to build up their wealth and you want to have multiple sources of income, That means setting up multiple different businesses or having multiple different jobs, right? And you're doing the exact same thing. So I think I just wanted to say that because it's something that I think I struggled with really in my first year of entrepreneurship. And I don't think I've ever said that publicly. So I hope that you guys like the fact that I shared that. And then also, if any of you resonate with that, please let me know in the DMs so I don't think that I'm the only crazy one here. So yeah, that's this episode. I hope that you were able to take a lot from this episode. I really like that I was able to share my story a little bit with you and also provide with you some of my tips. So please, 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 if you relate to any of this or you resonate with any of it or you even had like any aha moments or learnings, let me know. Like you can drop us a DM at Recloseted or I would also love it if you would take a screenshot of yourself listening to this episode post it to your Instagram stories and then tag us at Recloseted and then let me know like what you related with or what your key takeaways were. If you have any other content requests that you want me to go into or if you want me to talk about other funding mechanisms as well, feel free again to reach out. Like we're always wanting to help you and we want this podcast and this content to help you grow your brand and help you launch and help you scale. So make sure you let us know because we want to make sure that we're bringing as much value as possible to you.